You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. The stretch, the one-two, swing and a miss. Picked up after it was in the dirt, the throw to first, the out recorded, the ball game ends, and Alabama advances. Dylan Ray does the job, as did Antoine Jean, Landon Green, Jake Leger, and Jacob McNary before him. What a job by Alabama. Moving on to the winner's bracket. The Hogs fall to the loser's side as Bama wins it. 4-3, your final. Mercy. The stretch. The 1-2. Swing and a miss. Picked up after it was in the dirt. The throw to first. The out recorded. The ball game ends. And Alabama advances. Dylan Ray does the job, as did 
Antoine Jean, Landon Green, Jake Leger, and Jacob McNary before him. <laughs> the ending of the game and great call there by Chris Stewart. Sweet Home Alabama moves on now to uh, in the SEC tournament. They'll play tomorrow. We don't know the matchup quite yet, uh, but we'll find out. And uh, the rain delays continue. And I know Gene Hallman, I effort to get him on today and hopefully he'll be able to join us. I know he's running everywhere trying to maneuver all the different uh, situations they're going through right now, the rain delays and what it, uh, you know, that whole tournament has run so well. Uh, so uh, we'll see kind of all those uh, things that come into it. Chris Stewart's going to join us actually at 1215. So we'll get his take on all that, his kind of, I guess, day off um, until they play tomorrow. But uh, a lot of work, a lot of maneuvering, a lot of things that have happened with the rain delays at the SEC Media Days. We're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. You got the Top Golf. You'll absolutely love it. We, we call it the bowling of this generation. So if you're down for the USFL games coming up this weekend, go tailgate there before and after. I couldn't believe last week I was down right before. One of the USFL games, it was packed at like 1030, 11 o'clock, and it was just like unbelievable. All three floors, and uh, people were headed over to the game afterwards, and uh, the same thing happened uh, before the next game and after. So it's been a great uh, thing there, right there at uh, uh, Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out uh, also driven by Sonny King Ford. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sonny King Ford. Matt, what do you think? Alabama baseball looked good. Well, it's a lot of fun to watch that. And I'm just hanging around the TV with the wife, having a wonderful Wednesday evening. And just kept watching and watching and watching. A little worried about Arkansas. When are they going to break out? But, Jay, I will tell you, a week ago, after Alabama got swept by Auburn, I I was worried that they not they may not make the tournament, period. But then Saturday, uh, I guess, no, actually it was Friday, bell rung, bats came out, and Alabama's been on a tear since. Um, and having a day off, Jay, that is absolutely huge when you're playing in a baseball tournament, your arms are so used up. Mm-hmm. Your starters, the guys in your pen, your right fielder, you know, they get used up real fast. But you win two out of the gate, you're in the winner's bracket. Um, this is really exciting if you're an Alabama baseball fan because I don't know that they've had this kind of electricity mm-hmm. in, well, in, in several years, honestly. Yeah, great stuff. And, uh, again, and other Alabama fans wanted to see this team advance. A lot of that. Robbie felt like yesterday. I talked to him, and he said this could put them. I mean, puts them in the regional probably. I mean, as far as the win they had yesterday, that's really really, really great chance. Robbie thinks so. he thinks so right now, and uh, and I trust him on that as well as sure. some other uh, baseball guys that are uh, talking about that. But uh, Matt, you want to get an SEC update? Let's go. Alex Bauman is standing by with uh, our SEC update, which unfortunately, uh, hey, update. It's raining. All right, so we're in a rain delay right now. Uh, Florida, Texas A&M, we're supposed to start at 9.30, but obviously we're still in that delay. Um, weather permits today, Vanderbilt will play Tennessee, and LSU will play Kentucky. Uh, times to be determined. And then to recap, Alabama beat Georgia 5-3, to three. Florida beat South Carolina 2-1, to one, and Vanderbilt beat Mississippi 3-1. to one. And Auburn beat, I mean, Kentucky beat Auburn 3-1 to one in round one. And then Arkansas, Alabama beat Arkansas 4-3 to three in the only round two game to be played. So, how many games have they played? Five? Six? Uh, yeah, we, this thing started Tuesday. Five. Five. And they've played five games. Yeah. Uh, I know we touched on this briefly yesterday. Do you have anything you did? You had, I know you played baseball a lot. Yeah. Did, did you have a rain delay deal? 
Because you, you're always going to get rain. Yeah, so we, we we would have fun with it. We would slide across the outfield. We would just take advantage of Cause, Did I you mean, do the Bull Durham thing? Yeah, we were football right. players. So we were like, let's just play. I mean, who cares? <laughs> Unless there's lightning. You, know, you got to be careful about that. But uh, it's different baseball, no doubt about it. Um, my thing is now, as they maneuver through this with, with Gene Hallman, and, and I was going to ask him this question today. And, and I, I don't know if this is something that would diminish. Um, I know the SWAC tournament's going on down at Regents Field, but I thought, why not move games there in time slots that maybe if you can fit them in, at least you could get the games in. Or – there's a beautiful Hoover ballpark they just built that has regulation ball fields that are about the size of college, if not the same size. Uh, you got Hoover High School that's right there beside it as well uh, that is regulation size. you got other schools like Spain Park in the Hoover area. If you need to get the games in throughout the weekend, do you move games like that to these high school fields and the fan bases can move to those fields, but at least you get the tournament in? you got to take advantage of whatever's out there in order to get this thing sped up because it's so far behind. I think if it really, really got bad, yeah. although it's supposed to clear up this afternoon, I think we're, yeah. we're going to have a nice sailing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is. Memorial Day weekend, yeehaw. But I, that's a great idea, and I think if Gene and, and the crew, the SEC, were forced to it, they would consider that. But the biggest problem with that, Jay, is you can't have two TV broadcasts. You don't have two equipment. That's you can't point. put it on yep. Uh, and but you could put it on SEC and SEC one or yeah you could put it right here on our show. See, hey, um, but that would be your biggest stop. But if it just kept raining and raining and raining, you 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 got to get something done by Sunday. Right. So um, I don't know. Or play video. You know what? Let them go against each other in video games. You know what I would I would like for them to do? What's that? You know, and and my old school heart. Yeah. Go to Rickwood. Yeah. No. No. That that'd be another great place. Go out there because that, that's yep. a beautiful venue. You get the the major league park setting. It's that old. Uh, that that would actually be awesome as well. I mean, yep. th- there's a lot of venues to use. Uh, the problem is there's no indoor uh, venues no. to use. And uh, maybe Gene Hallman will build a uh, a dome on top of the Met. <laughs> no, over the tell next him two what years. he's gonna do wow. <laughs> to make sure that could, that might could happen. But uh, he, he's great at what he does. He'll get it done. The whole group. I mean, it's not just him. It's the entire Bruno event team and everybody involved with the SEC, and a lot of decisions are made above him as well from the SEC, from the conference, and, and from the coaches and how they're going to get this thing uh, finished up. But uh, you work through it, you get it done, and uh, it's part of it. Uh, can I take a personal moment here real quick? Yeah. I- I'm sure you all have read about this, but you remember Dan Jenkins? He was mm-hmm. Kenny Stabler's best friend, and he's. you guys have had dinner and stuff together. He's, he's one of my all-time favorite people. Of course, I got to know him in my years with Ken Stabler. Uh, but he introduced me many, many years ago to a guy named Joe Gilchrist, co-owner of the Florabama. Raise your hands if you've been there. I'm probably the only I've one in here. No, you I've have been, been there? there. Yeah, been okay. There, yeah. It's my favorite bar in the history of the planet. I mean, it's just great. But he passed away yesterday about 2 o'clock, uh, hospital down in the Gulf Shores, Orange Beach area. And through the years, he became a very dear friend. This is – I might well up here in a minute. But Joe and I had so many good times with him – Dan and, and Kenny, but I started thinking, how many lives mm-hmm. has Joe and the music venues and, oh, the, and the unbelievable from you know yeah. Buffett mm-hmm. uh, to all the yeah. the festivals and the music writer tour that he mm-hmm. has done? It's just I think Jesse had a huge uh, big festival there what, uh, a number of years back. Yeah, and yeah. the mullet toss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he started that. You remember mm-hmm. uh, Kenny used to throw out the first mullet. Yeah, <laughs> it was just off. But he entertained. I think literally over the years since 78, 
Millions. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, touched a lot of lives, brought a lot of really good music, and a lot of fame to that part of Alabama. I mean, the floor of Bama is known all around the world. So for my good friend at the age of 80, um, thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. Goodbye, Joe. You were one good one. Yeah, and also I want to uh, say this to one of my best friends uh, in life. If not, you know, um, I, I've got a very small circle of friends, and he's not only a best friend but like a brother to me, or is a brother, little brother. His dad passed away yesterday morning, uh, Billy Knowles. And a lot of you may remember the auction out of Moody, the Moody auction that yeah, was out cars. there for cars out there for years. With and I forget the name of uh, what it was called at that particular time. Uh, he ran that for years. Uh, Billy and my dad were good friends, and and he and also Billy knew a lot of the people in the automotive industry. So a lot of the guys who are listening right now would know Billy Knowles. But had passed away around eight a.m. yesterday morning. Uh, had been really going through a lot, and you know I think the family right now is probably more relieved uh, that he's out of pain and that he is in a better place. Uh, they're actually going to have a memorial coming up, and it's not going to be this weekend because of Memorial Weekend, but it's going to be next uh, Sunday. And I don't, I don't think Patrick would mind me. Uh, and it's Patrick Knowles, who's, who's my, uh, my my buddy, my friend, my brother. My he's, We've actually done uh, and been in business together. We did Super Deal. We did uh, GoFan. We created that, which is the ticketing uh, company for high school ticketing all across the country. Um, uh, we've been very, very close. Our families have. And um, I just my thoughts, my prayers with them, as he knows. Uh, but just want to let the people out there that know Patrick, that know Billy, that know the family, uh, the Knowles uh, that uh, that uh, uh, Billy passed away yesterday. They're going to do a really unique memorial. Uh, I, my understanding is going to be at Iron City, and they're going to do it next Sunday, and it's going to be more of a celebration of life. They're going to have pictures up and all that, inviting people to come in. They're going to have uh, pretty much uh, in, in the restaurant area, but it's going to be very laid back. It's going to be very much just come in, celebrate his life. And uh, so I, that's going to be uh, uh, very sad, but also I know for them, a celebration of, of uh, Billy's life and what he meant to so many people and all the people that he really impacted throughout the years. So, Patrick, we love you, and I know the guys uh, for uh, Florida as well. Um, man, our thoughts and prayers are with all the families, and uh, very tough to lose a loved one. Um, uh, he had his dad for a long time. We were talking about this morning. He said, man, you lost your dad so early. I had mine for so long. You lost yours suddenly, and I got to watch mine kind of suffer through the last part of it, and uh, neither one are good. Neither no. one, neither one are, are, are good. But they had a chance to uh, talk and spend a lot of time together over the last few months. And uh, I know that uh, his dad was very, very special uh, to him. So uh, we're going to miss you, Billy. All right, and uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Chris Stewart coming up on the other side. We'll continue talking Alabama baseball and also SEC tournament as they continue to try to get underway with all the rain delays. We'll be back. Listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Showers and a few strong thunderstorms are likely across West Alabama this afternoon and this evening. The sky clearing late tonight. The high today 76, the low tonight 60. A dry day tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
Welcome back in and roll tide. We got Chris Stewart joining us. He is the voice of Alabama baseball, Alabama basketball, and uh, much more. Uh, Chris Stewart uh, does an unbelievable job when it comes to representing the Crimson Tide, the University of Alabama, and uh, in all things. And uh, one of our great friends here on the show. We appreciate Chris joining us and uh, updating us on Alabama, kind of uh, what's going to be happening over the next couple of days. But uh, first of all, welcome in. Thanks for being with us. I know it's been a crazy, crazy week, so tell us about it. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Good to talk to you both. And uh, it, It's nice. This is the only home series I get all year long, really, because uh, I'm about seven minutes driveway to parking lot at the Hoover Met. So even with the delays, I'm not minding it nearly as much as I might otherwise but yeah we're uh everybody's playing the waiting game today we knew that alabama wasn't going to play today uh after the win yesterday you in the, the way the schedule's been bumped back we knew it was going to be friday at the earliest frankly i'll be surprised if we get to play tomorrow uh i'm talking about alabama because i think today's games are going to get pushed back but that's that's for other people to decide but i i just don't think we're going to get any get much in today if anything and and that'll play havoc with tomorrow so the good thing the main thing is alabama's undefeated and and that's a, a great spot to be in the season's still going and with what they've done in their two ball games here may have just ensured the fact that they'll play baseball next week in a regional for the second straight year and it's been a long time since that's occurred so excited about that potential Chris, I was telling Jay and our listeners and viewers here. By the way, hey, it's Matt. How are you? <laughs> I knew I know the voice well, my man. We were. I was just thinking. Right. I was waiting to go. What was it about twenty seven, twenty eight years ago? We were getting ready to go to Winnipeg at this time. Yes, when as my as my daughter at the time was about five, said, "Daddy, are you going to Winnipeg?" Uh, I remember that. Still just that's just that's just a beautiful. She's on the yeah. phone long distance, and we're in Winnipeg. Man, that was some. Uh, we'll have you on next Thursday at 12:30, and we will relive the road trips through Canada. No, perhaps we, we won't. I love Canada. Oh I bet gosh. we could we could get Molson to sponsor it. But okay, yeah. back to back to the serious nature of talking SEC baseball. I told everyone just a minute ago. I I was very concerned about Alabama even making the tournament, much less looking at postseason after the SEC tournament. After Auburn did, you know, ran through them. But something happened yeah. Friday. The bats got pulled out of the bin. Can can you tell me, uh, as Bohannon told you, the team told you, what the heck happened and it just lit them on fire? Well, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. And uh, just not going to uh, do that. Well, no, I'm, was, I'm old, so everybody wants to know. Go was, ahead. <laughs> no, it was a uh, – I, I really think getting the win in the – second game of the series against Arkansas, which was the Friday game, clinching a spot in Hoover, took some pressure off, and they were able to come out and relax. And and Bo said he wasn't sure which way it would go. He knew they'd be relaxed, but would they be so relaxed in game three, the the finale, in the regular season finale, that they go through the motions, or would they play – loose, relaxed, and ready to go, and thankfully it was loose and relaxed, and and they were up 18-3 to before they ultimately won 18-5. to Now, if, you, if you're not paying close attention, it's easy to think, well, Arkansas, you know, already had their, their spot clinched, so they didn't have anything, but that's not the case. Arkansas 
was trying to win at least a share of the West for a fourth consecutive year, and they would have only been the third team in the history of the league to ever do that. And they got popped. Bama played great and then turned around, won a game against a, a struggling Georgia team, then then got the Hogs again yesterday in a much tighter game than the last one. But that's that's part of why the belief is that they've done enough to secure a spot in a regional next week or very, very close to it because that's the third third straight win over the Hogs in a week. They were fifth in the country when we beat them twice in Tuscaloosa, and they had fallen to tenth when the Tide beat them yesterday. So those are – those are pretty prominent wins. I, I counted this morning. I think it's 12 wins against the current top 40 RPI that Alabama has. Now, granted, you get more opportunities in college baseball than you do in, in basketball. I understand that. So, it, you know, it, it's got a little different sound to it. But they've got some really key wins. They've got some bad losses, but they've got some good wins. And this team showed it's their first – I think the stat I saw is the first – four-game win streak they've had since they won eight in a row back in early April. And that stretch included a win over Tennessee, the first by an SEC team in Knoxville all year long. So they've proven when they're at their best, they can absolutely play with anybody in the country. They just haven't been as consistent. I feel like I've just simply taken my basketball conversation in uh, in early March, late February, and translated that to baseball, and there may be some similarities, but uh, I hope it winds up very similar in that both have their season, you know, end up in an NCAA regional somewhere. Chris Stewart joining us with CTSN, the voice of Alabama baseball, basketball, and much more, but uh, I, I got to ask both of you, I want both of your uh, thoughts on this. Uh, a lot of discussion about the shifting and about you know Major League Baseball saying, look, we may not do this next year. We may not allow it to happen. Um, they're saying that it's, it's cutting down on offense. They want to see guys stay in, uh, in the dirt as well as at their positions. Uh, yesterday, Alabama moves. They get shortstops about right around second base. He makes the throw. Do you score to 6-3, 4-3? I mean, is it still six three? It's, because it's by the player. By the player. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that so yeah. would be. Yeah. So it would be a six three. So the question would, 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 for both of y'all, and I'll start with you, Chris. Do you do you like the shift, or do you want to get back to playing it, where stay in your spot, stay in the dirt, and and see more maybe more offensive production, even though we've seen a ton uh, so far in this SEC tournament. Yeah, I hate it, but I understand it, and I don't know how you regulate it because if you do that, how are you gonna? You know, I'll, I'll put this in, in the language that most people in her state understand more than anything else. I put it in football terms. How, how can you regulate, you know, where you put defenders in baseball when you can overload, an, a, you know, things on your offensive front in football? Uh, you can you can switch defenses up, go with different looks in, in football. You know, what's the what's the difference? Uh, it's it's trying to come up with the best defense to stop offense within the rules with the number of players you know on the on the same side of football line of scrimmage. Uh, how you line them up, what you choose to do with them is should be you know your coach's call. And it's the same way in baseball. Again, I don't like it, but I don't know how you're going to do that. To me, it takes away 
some of the late game drama of things because if you, mm-hmm. if you say you can't do that, Matt, don't you also have to take? And I know it's a very rare situation when you do this, but we've seen it where teams may bring in an outfielder to give you an extra infielder when there's one out uh, or no out, ninth inning tie game, extra inning, something like that. I mean, it, it's an extreme case, but we've all seen it. And if you take away the shift and you put specific rules on where guys can play as far as the defensive alignment, you're taking all of that type strategy out. And I, I think that would be a mistake as well. What Chris said, boom. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, when your first words came out, I don't like it, but I understand it. I don't think they should enforce it. They should not change. What are you going to do? Put little digital circles around the players? And by the way, if they get out of their designated position, what are you going to do? Do you take away a run? I mean, what's the penalty? Uh, It makes absolutely no sense. And I'm I'm sure Gino Toretta would love to have not had 11 men in the line of scrimmage uh, in the 1919. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. But you, what or is, now you can't pull like your infield in when you got a runner on third? What's that, Chris? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, or is it look to Gino, 22 guys on the line of scrimmage? Because uh, <laughs> he was, uh, yeah. he thought he, he thought he was facing more than 11. That's for sure. Well, you know, and Chris, you've seen this happen probably several times this year. You pull your outfielders in when a sack mm-hmm. fly is going to win the game. You pull them in, try and gun the guy down at the plate. So. uh Chris, you and I agree on a lot of things, but I think we are literally hand in glove on this one. And it goes for this and Major League Baseball and Little League Baseball. By the way, as long as I'm on a roll here, this is not new. My favorite favorite player of all time, my favorite athlete of all time is the hammer, Henry Aaron. Let me tell you, in his prime, they were putting three guys on the left side of the infield, okay? Mm -hmm. They're just doing it more frequently. Okay, uh, right. Chris. I think we made our well, point and, and become better batters, right? I mean, go, exactly. Go to the go Thank to you. go to where there's no players. <laughs> learn how to learn how to bunt. Get a yeah. double. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. Lay down a bunt, go the opposite way, and you're starting to see that's going to sort itself out. It will balance back out again because teams will learn how to hit against it. They'll learn how to do that, and and those those are things that, in my opinion, will take care of themselves over time. All right, so the other baseball question, what, what's the, it's like the banana something group where they dance before uh, each pitch? It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a minor league yeah. uh, touring like show. Like a showcase, yeah. Isn't, right. isn't that what it is? Have you seen them, Chris? I'm, I've seen them, but I can't remember who they are, what they are, or what the specifics oh, they, are. They I, wear I don't yellow. Think it's a barn, they, yeah, I don't think no. it's a barnstorming team. It might be, but I think it's, I think it's an actual minor league. Maybe not. But they've drawn some attention, that's for sure. Oh, that's amazing. They I do think, TikTok dances right before the pitch. Oh, and the umpires are <laughs> yeah. involved. Uh, and, and I think Brockmeyer is their play-by-play guy. Okay, that's a pretty deep one. Bless y'all. Have you seen <laughs> yeah, Brockmeyer? Yeah, oh, yes. my gosh. The first few episodes were absolutely fantastic. Uh-huh. Then it went to you-know-what and you-know-what. All right, so what, what's your prediction for the uh, Crimson Tide going forward now? Like, who, who do you think they'll get? I mean, can you even predict that right now? And, and also just how far no, they go to the tournament? I, yeah, I, look, they're they're capable of playing in, in the final game. They really are. Uh, it's still the toughest league in college baseball. 
Tennessee's the team to beat, just like they were in the regular season. Uh, but uh, this Alabama team's playing with a lot of confidence right now. They've got a, a guy in Grayson Hitz that's scheduled to throw in the next game whenever that takes place, who at his best has been very good and has, has given Alabama a chance to win on Sundays. And they, well, they had maybe their most collective, their best collective outing with multiple guys out of the pen on uh, on yesterday that we've seen all year long. So I, I like how things are shaping up for them. Just got to go play, swing the bats a little more consistently, but make sure you get the big hit when you do get guys on, and they did that in the few cases they had them on yesterday. Chris Stewart, always great to talk to you, my man. Have fun out there and in the rain too, delays. Guys. Figure out ways play cards, Thanks, play dominoes, man. do something. Uh, during that time. We got it. But uh, we appreciate got you. Do covered. a great job. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks, Jim, when we come back, I'm going to tell you what we did. Thanks, Thanks Chris. I'm going to tell you what we did during rain. Okay. Uh, and and I don't think this is uh, unique, but then again, many of you may have never heard of this. Chris Stewart, he is with CTSN, voice of Alabama baseball. joining us talking about SEC tournament, Alabama's chances. He thinks they got a chance to get to the, the final games. And they've been playing hot, playing well. And they get to keep the bats rolling and the pitch and defense going as well we'll see what happens all right we'll be back stay with us live from avx you're listening to the jay barker show live from the avx studios in downtown birmingham one in seven men will face prostate cancer nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the u.s traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence but now there's a new option high intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of the best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O. Showing an old Bama insider. Congratulations to uh, Deontay Wilder and uh, getting a statue there in Tuscaloosa. And, Boy, that is uh, lifelike. Isn't it, it is. My goodness. You ever met him? I have. I have he been, is just a tremendous Interviewed guy. him right when he started, believe it or not, at Tuscaloosa Toyota. They brought him over. We're doing a remote. And uh, one of my buddies there was training him at the time, and um, or his brother, and said, Hey, we can bring this guy Deontay Wilder over. He's going to be uh, an up-and-coming boxer. And he was so humble and just yeah. sat there with us for an hour, I think it was. And, um, you know, you could just tell that he had that special it about him. Um, but with the way he's trained, the things he's done, what a great accomplishment. And uh, to get a statue like that in Tuscaloosa. And I can't – what does it say? Visitor Center? Is that yeah. where they put it? That's in outside Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. Yeah. I guess one of, one of the entrances. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, Congratulations to him. You know, yeah. um, I met him. He he actually came over and was like an honorary starter for one of the races in Talladega. Oh, really? Yeah. And here's this six seven, chiseled guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, after he started making some money, he really got rather lavish with his clothes. Right. But he is walking through our compound with this leopard skin, floor length coat on, <laughs> signing autographs. <laughs> you know, having a great time. Yeah. And you got to have the look once you're once you're well, sure. Yeah. And, and he. He sports it well, but sometimes you just don't realize how large people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Look at him. I mean, yeah. oh, which one's him? Uh, <laughs> exactly. But uh, I always I liked him, uh, and he's in a very difficult sport as far as reputation is concerned, but he's been clean, mm-hmm. and I want him to get back to the top. What's the guy that beat him last time, and I think they're going to have a rubber match or something like that, mm-hmm. and obviously I don't keep up with boxing except for him. So uh, I wish nothing but good things for the bronze bomber. Okay. Uh, all right, we've been talking about rainouts. Right. I'm wanting to say this for two days. What we used to do when I was playing at high school level, fortunately, um, one of my good buddies, even to this day, lived right across the street. Mm-hmm. So when it started raining, we all went to his house in his basement. <laughs> we played ping pong. <laughs> and and for, it's good for several reasons. First of all, eye-hand coordination, great. play ping pong. Yep. Plus, you can play it and not wear yourself out. Yeah. It's not like you're playing tennis and going baseline to baseline. I've had some of the best workouts playing ping pong, believe it or not. Did you, did you ever? Uh, well, you, we both just talked about this. Oh, we sweat. I sweat in an igloo. Yeah. But uh, we would, golly, we would go at it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we ought to play. Yeah. I, I still think I'm pretty good even at my age. But you, did you play where you're getting like six feet back? And, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the All Chinese? Uh, well, we played, like, yeah. And we played a lot um, in Canada. They had them in, in, in the. Uh, at the Argonauts inside a locker room. So I would get there like two hours early. We'd have tournaments and stuff. Then we'd yep. stay afterwards and play tournaments. And because we had nobody there at that time during camp, it's just, you know, go back to your dorm or go to meetings or do, we'd, we'd play these tournaments and just had a blast. And then, and I grew up with one, um, had one with the kids. We had an outdoor one, uh, for a long time with the kids too that we played out by the pool and stuff. It's a ton of fun. Outdoors is tougher because of the wind elements and all that. But, Still a lot Josh of fun. Smith, yeah. our producers are yeah. so great. That's He's, Matt and I. He, uh, but uh, this yeah. last week, uh, <laughs> are you Forrest? <laughs> Golly, what a great movie! And thank you, Josh Smith, for pulling that up so quickly. It's a great movie. I got oh paid time for using this. <laughs> you remember his paddle though? Oh, yeah, it yeah. looked just like the ones we used. Yeah, worn out. It mm-hmm. had the the cover on the exterior of the wood. Yep. But you could put some bad spin, spin on it. Big time. Yeah. Big time. All right, uh, Colin Kaepernick, let's dive into this story. And I know we've got a few minutes on it. We'll continue on it a little bit more. But uh, the Raiders look like they're going to give him a shot, give him a, a chance for a tryout. And uh, a lot of people know a lot of the talking heads in the media say that Colin Kaepernick deserves a chance to get back uh, in the league. Um, I, I believe he does. I believe every guy does. I believe every uh, opportunity should be there. He should be given over the chances if he's worked out. Uh, if he earns it, if he goes in and has a great tryout, and they go, look, he's better than any of the other three guys, or at least better than one of the three guys that we have on the roster, then, yeah, come on in. Now, if it's going to be, let's make a big deal about it, let's make it about Colin Kaepernick or about social whatever, um, I, I just don't I, I don't think that's the right thing to do. I think that'll be a backfire uh, for the Raiders. If he can win the job and goes in and has a great tryout, yes, get him back in. Love to see him back in the end of the game. He is such a polarizing character yeah. because he knelt during the national anthem. Right. I didn't like that. Don't like it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't like it when other people do it. Right. Uh, but that's my decision not to like it. It's their decision to do it. Okay. Right. I, 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 agree I, with I, I can. I can be. I, I'm okay with that. Me too. Don't like it. Yeah. But hey, that's your world. Your view. Mm-hmm. Uh, Free speech. Yeah. If he's good enough, make the team. That's it. Yeah. You know, it it doesn't matter if he has a huge. Remember how he used to have to fit his hair, his helmet mm-hmm. over his afro. Mm-hmm. And then when he would take it off, it would have the shape of a helmet. So, yeah. Anyway, I I always liked him. I, I thought he was a dual threat. But quite honestly, I thought he was just a little bit of a flash in the pan. Yeah. Uh, he caught lightning in a bottle. 
And he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. I thought he was amazing, Matt, at Nevada. I thought he played in that. They, they, they were kind of the first group to serve run the uh, pistol. Yeah. So the shotgun. And out of that, a lot of downhill runs, power runs out of that. And he was able to run the RPOs as well as anybody in that offense. Jim Harbaugh then took that style and said, okay, this is, this is new to the NFL. And they were able to win a lot of games. People get, began to adapt to that. They began to, to build their defense around the RPOs, build it around the, the running quarterback, the guy that could make plays with his feet. So athleticism then on the defense side kind of caught up with that. And, and then, you know, he went through his stuff with, with the kneeling and all that, which, you know, create, created backlash. NFL probably did pull away from him, and, and probably teams were like, look. Because t- teams, whether it's kneeling or whether it's off-the-field stuff, they don't want distractions. They don't want locker room distractions. They don't want in, in the locker room guys going – you shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that, or a half of us should do this, or half of us should do that. They want as much uniformity as possible. And, um, you know, and look, those are private businesses. They're owned by those owners. They make those decisions. But he- here's the shot. I mean, if, if the Heat gets the shot with the Raiders, go have a great tryout. I saw his tryout, not what, two years ago? I think he tried again. And a lot of people came out and said, wow, what a great tryout. I was like, uh, didn't look that great. So you're, you're evaluating him as a quarterback. That's all you got to do about what, him. What were his failings? Accuracy, um, I think, just probably not being the uh, the the processing of a quarterback in the pocket um, as far as getting the ball out quickly. Um, he, he came from a style where it was more one-two, like it's either this read, this read, the ball is out at Nevada. I think Jim Harbaugh knew that, took that, and used that to help him and his advantages. Now, look, he he's grown up a lot. He, he's matured a lot. He's probably learned a ton more. And uh, Mike can make a you know a big impact. Look, the guy's a tremendous athlete, and uh, and even as polarizing as he is, he can sell tickets. If yeah. you're an owner, you know he, he, you know with the L.A. Raiders, I mean with the uh, Nevada, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, uh, he I might just do the same thing. I know. When I was trying to his, Google it, yeah, his uh, his value may be even you know bigger off the field than it is on the field right now. So they may take that into uh, some some uh, some of their thoughts. But um, yeah, just go win it. A real quick thing. I just Googled, first of all, Los Angeles, then the Oakland Raiders, and I finally got Las Vegas. Uh, but you know who's also on their roster? And two guys from Alabama, mm-hmm. Nick Mullins, who played over the mountain, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's had several starts. In Auburn's quarterback. And then Jared Stidham. So yep. I, in in that way, I, I hope those guys make it. Yeah. <laughs> Am I saying that safely? Yeah, yeah, there are guys. Okay, good deal. All right, uh, we'll continue on the other side. Stay with us. We'll wrap up hour number one live from AVX. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Showers and a few strong thunderstorms are likely across West Alabama this afternoon and this evening. The sky clearing late tonight. The high today, 76. The low tonight, 60. A dry day tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Step from the road to the sea to the sky, and I do believe that we 
Welcome back in as we are awaiting some more news from the SEC tournament. You want to get another update? You know, let's let's go to our update man. That's Alex Bauman. Alex, has anything changed? It's just still raining. Um, well, it looks like uh, the SEC has announced that Florida and Texas A&M will start at 2.30 p.m. on the SEC network in that central time. Good. But uh, the ABC 3340 weather app actually said that thunderstorm is not going to end until 3.30 and rain's not going to end until 345. So. Okay, you, you've, you've presented us with quite the <laughs> dilemma. Because James Spann is a real, really good friend of this show. He does the weather for our flagship station. And I've known him since we did radio together when we were in college. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Um, but you're putting us between the SEC network and James Spann. Jay, where are you going here? James Spann. Okay. <laughs> No doubt about it. But the winner of that game plays Alabama, correct? And he'll, he'll tell you what gas station is crossing right now. <laughs> when, he yeah, did, when he did Wesley's booby trap, yeah. you remember? Yeah. <laughs> it's just matter of fact, it's yeah. all a part of his language. Yeah. Uh, did you, you speak in the social media, did you see Twitter blow up on that? Uh, on James Spann referring there to the was. booby trap? <laughs> it was all great. They're going, I can't believe Spann knows where this is. But right. if you've ever been to Jasper, you, you can't, can't help, help it. it. Yeah, you, yeah. you see it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, do you have anything else on Kaepernick? Um, no, I mean, I mean, look, I'd love to see him back in the league. I'd love to see him win the job, get there. I, I just don't want the push from the media or the push from the pressure of the outside to determine the decision of the Raiders, determined on the field, determined by merit, determined by how you play the game. And if he looks great, put it, yeah. If he can start, start him. If he can win games, go win games. If, if he wants to keep kneeling, keep kneeling. I, I, I mean – I don't care about that stuff. I, to me, it was more about production at the time. He was already benched. and Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't about that, that the reason why he wasn't playing. Now, maybe not getting back in the league sooner could have been a lot about the owners going, uh, don't know if I want to touch this right now. I don't know if I want to be a part of this, you know, whatever's happening. But, um, look, I, I, I love first, second, third, fourth. I mean, I, people need chances over and over again. And athletics uh, guys uh, yearn for that. Uh, here's the thing about it, too, is that not that I don't – I know that he's had a lot of criticism. He's had a lot of things happening on social media, good and bad. Uh, off of that, he got about a 20-something million-dollar contract with Nike, not even playing ball, just based on the commercials yeah. and the things that he did with social justice and all that. Good for him uh, that he was able to uh, to get that. But, um, yeah, I, it, we'll, we'll see how it all turns out. But, hey, if the Raiders get him a shot, we'll see if uh, if he can make it happen. All right, quick question. I've never asked you this before uh, because uh, I've always, and I think you would agree, I've always thought that you and Tim Tebow kind of cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he ended up with uh, the Jaguars, mm-hmm. was that for show? Uh, I, I think he was really trying to get back in the league somehow, and I think Urban gave him a shot. I think, too, that Urban wanted him there to be a part of uh, – Trevor Lawrence coming in and maybe being a mentor for him. I think it also took a lot of attention off of Trevor. Thought that was smart uh, from a PR standpoint to where the media would focus more on uh, this, you know, Tim Tebow comeback um, more than they would, you know, rookie quarterback. So maybe that was the reasoning why to change positions to go from quarterback to tight end or from quarterback, maybe quarterback to slot like Edelman did out of college. But you got to be that kind of athlete. This, um, you know, he was undersized at quarterback. 
He was a great athlete. Timbo, uh, Tim's a great athlete, but he was a big guy. He needed to be at a tight end type position. That's just a tough place to go play. I mean, you got to be able to block. You got to be able to get down the field, catch the ball. Not that he can't catch it, but there, there's an experience level in that that you played from little league, high school, college, all the way through to get to that point. That's why the, the greats are the greats because they've done it for so long. Uh, so it could have been a little bit of a PR. Move. I mean, think Florida, Jacksonville. It was it was a great move on their he, part. Yeah. He grew up like thirty minutes south yeah. of what yeah. was, we used to call the Gator Bowl. Super um, guy. I've been a part of his. I've been. I say been a part. I've done some stuff for his tournaments over the years. Been invited to them. Hasn't worked out. Um, Sarah performed for them a few years back for one of his uh, golf tournaments. And um, cool. Yeah. I mean, he, he's he he is doing the right stuff. You yeah. still you still. I just ran into a microphone. Fifty years in broadcasting. I can't even talk. <laughs> Do you still keep up with Zyre? Y'all still talk? You know what? Because uh, you used to get him on our show. We all did. The time. I haven't talked to Eric in a while, and um, I, I, actually, David Green and I have talked more than probably Eric Zyre and I have. But we need to get Eric back on the show. What about Warhol? Uh, Dan, uh, so Danny and I again. Uh, it's been months, or maybe a year or so. Um, great ministry that he's had down in New Orleans yeah. for years, and a super guy. All right, we're gonna get to hour number two coming up next. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. More uh, updates on the SEC tournament. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. The stretch... The one-two, swing and a miss. Picked up after it was in the dirt, the throw to first. The out recorded, the ball game ends. And Alabama advances. Dylan Ray does the job, as did Antoine Jean, Landon Green, Jake Leger, and Jacob McNary before him. What a job by Alabama. Moving on to the winner's bracket. The Hogs fall to the loser's side as Bama wins it 4-3, your final. All right, welcome back in, and uh, again, great call there from Chris Stewart, the voice of Alabama baseball. Big win for them yesterday. They move on off today, and uh, a lot of rain delays throughout uh, this tournament this year for the SEC tournament. Uh, real quick, uh, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Don't forget to get out to Top Golf. You'll love it. The bowling of this generation, we call it. Great to tell you there before and after those USFL games, and uh, anytime with coworkers, family, or friends who do bachelor parties, bachelorette birthday, any type of a charity event that you want to do. To raise money, they can help you at Top Golf of Birmingham. Great place to go. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. It's great to welcome him in and with the Bruno Event Team. And we had him on talking about the Regents Charity Classic and uh, now talking about SEC tournament. And uh, man, I, I tell you, I, I can't imagine the maneuvering and the uh, back and forth and everything that he's had to do over the last few days with all the different rain delays. But let's welcome in. Gene Hallman. Gene, always great to have you on. Thanks for being with us. Good afternoon, guys. It's, it's good to be with you. Uh, reflecting back on all the years the tournament's been here in Hoover, one of the things that's changed over those years is we now have an on-site meteorologist uh, right here with his radar. So back in the early days, we would look wow. up at the sky and try and predict what was going to happen and maybe call the airport <laughs> weather guy. But now we've got uh, all that right here. So uh, we're doing the best we can to stay on top of the weather. Yeah, talk about, I mean, when, when the rain delay is happening and trying to tell teams, okay, look, don't, don't come to the stadium yet. Or, you know, what are the things that you can provide for them to do? Or kind of what's the, um, I guess, the protocol uh, when it comes to dealing with these type of rain delays and helping out these teams? Well, that is one of the great things about having a, a weather expert here on site is that we can have a pretty good feeling on when we can tell the teams to move from the hotels to the stadium uh, and then they can begin their warm-ups and we have 
multiple places here at the facility at Hoover High School where, where they can uh, do batting practice and warm up and then promptly get to the field and begin. Uh, it's, it's, I had to estimate right now that the first game of the day will start around 2.30 or so. Um, they have not yet set a formal uh, start first pitch time for that. That's Texas A&M in Florida, which is actually the second game uh, from yesterday's session. But but the good news is the weather looks really pretty good for the most part um, for the rest of the tournament. So now it's pretty much a mad dash to get as much baseball as we can in, um, clearly by the championship game, which is 2 o'clock this Sunday. Gene, did you say, if so, and I missed it, is there an app? Uh, do you go to the SEC website? Um, I had a friend call and asked me this specific question yesterday. I said, Matt, how can I keep up? So that's what I'm asking you. Yeah, that's a great question, um, Matt. There's two ways. Primarily, I would recommend fans do that. Is go to SECsports.com, click on championships, and obviously hit baseball. And they have an interactive bracket uh, there which has projected start times and, and the games that are remaining. Uh, so this would be the second game uh, of a double elimination format, basically Wednesday's game, this Texas A&M and Florida game, followed by Texas Tennessee, the number one team in the country in baseball. And I thought I would never make that statement. <laughs> For so many years, uh, baseball at Tennessee just was not a priority. And now it's phenomenal what they've done this year uh, playing Vanderbilt. And they're a whistler. They actually have two whistlers now, which makes it uh, doubly oh, uh, no. frustrating for some people. <laughs> and uh, then I you got am love them. Even on TV, you can hear that guy. Oh, I know. I know. Um, then you have LSU and Kentucky. And then Arkansas uh, and the loser of game six, which is the, the upcoming game. That is if the format continues has double elimination and there's been no indication that's going to be changed. Uh, it could be of course, but the intent is to try and get all of the tournament in. Clearly there'll be nothing that goes beyond the two o'clock championship game on Sunday because these teams, a lot of them have to start getting ready for next week's NCAA play. I asked the question earlier to Matt. I said, you know, do you think that, I mean, are there other venues that you could take games to if you needed to in order to get the games in? Or do you have to stay at the Met? And then Matt brought up a great point about TV, you know, how tough it would be to, you know, have TV at these different locations. Because you, you, you've got, you know, whether it's Rickwood Field. I know Regions, I think, is being used by the SWAC right now. you got the Hoover ballparks uh, that uh, have regulation-type fields and other areas in high schools. I mean, do you look at those type of, um, of scenarios or just kind of move through the weekend and say, hey, we'll get it done? Uh, once again, another great question, because over the years, we've always had this contingency plan where if it became extreme enough, Jay, we would go off-site to uh, a Birmingham Southern or Stanford or, or someplace that's open. We've never had to. Uh, I would tell you this is probably the worst weather we've ever had for the baseball tournament. Um, in general, this tournament's been very blessed with good weather. Um, but even with this inclement weather, there's just little appetite to move off-site or really zero simply because of the logistics and and frankly the confusion that would come from ticketing and and media and like you said television so we're going to stay right here at the met 
the good part, we're able to say that with certainty because the forecast does look so good after this last little push yeah. comes through early afternoon. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday look perfect. Hey, take just a minute, because uh, I've been out there. I've been with you. I've done some of the TV. We've gone through rain delays. Take a minute, Gene, and, and just tell us about the people that make this happen and the ones that are that are getting two hours of sleep a night. <laughs> oh, it, it really is amazing. Uh, the grounds crew is getting two to three hours of, of sleep a night. Uh, some actually sleep here in the facility. Um the laundry uh, that has to be done and turned around quickly, um, the logistics of the bus, and, and then all the food to feed the players, the concession workers, the catering, the, the ticket takers. There are so many people that are connected to the tournament, and as a result, all the delays that occur. And, and for the first time since 2019, we have the Finley Center open with the Fan Fest. And that's really cool this year. I was walking through it yesterday, and there's lots of interactive games for, frankly, kids of all ages, uh, including young adults or old adults. you got some batting cages, and you got a zip line, and it's really a neat atmosphere. But you have workers up there, too. They get impacted. So it's a domino effect. Very difficult for the players. Um, you, you just have to sit around and wait and keep your mindset right. Um, there's some teams that are p- trying to play their way into the, the tournament, and Alabama's one of them. They're the only team that uh, has had a chance to win two games. So they're in really good position. They've pushed through to the winner's bracket uh, at a minimum um, to, to the second round of, of double elimination play, if that's what we continue uh, to have. But right at the beginning of today, we were planning on playing four games. I doubt that's going to be the case. As a matter of fact, I'm sure – we cannot. It's going to be at most two to three games, um, and then tomorrow four games, maybe five uh, if if we start early enough, and then Saturday three or four. And if we are able to do all that, and I know that's a little confusing, but but it's it's it, it is confusing. Um, then we have the championship game, and the only game will be the championship game on Sunday. There will be a lot of flexibility with tickets where sessions are available to other sessions. So if you have a session ticket uh, three, even though we're in session two right now, it's going to be good today. Um, so there's a great deal of flexibility there. And and so the website is secsports.com. The Twitter handles at SEC. Those are the best sources of information on exactly what's going on. Let's go back a week ago because now you're doing this, but last week it was Regents Charity Classic and Steve Stricker wins, and what a great story. A guy that came back from so much health-wise, and, and he's talked about October, November, not sure where he would be, uh, if, if he could really play at the level that he played at, but to come back and win the way that he did and the, the, the tears at the end, the the uh, the emotions that he showed. I mean, what a, what a great finish, number one, but just – the, it could not have been a better weekend. And I know all the people that I know that were out there that weekend. I was out there. You didn't see me. I was with some friends in different houses and stuff. And, um, I mean, it was just a wonderful weekend, great weather, and what a great winter. You're right, Jay. And, and it shows it's, it's, it's a life lesson. He comes off a high 
of being the victorious uh, team captain for the Ryder Cup in September. Just a rousing uh, defeat of the Europeans. And uh, two weeks later, he's sick and doesn't know what's wrong. And uh, he continues to get worse. He has inflammation around his heart, his liver. He's hospitalized for extended periods of time for twice. Um, there were times he said quietly off the record that he wasn't sure he'd ever play golf again. And then when he got to the beginning of the year and was able to start exercising, it became, well, will he be back in time to play here? Cause he loves this golf course. He has finished second and first twice. So second once and first twice in his last three starts at Greystone. Obviously, he loves it, and and being a major championship, it it you walk it, and Greystone walking is is a challenge. I mean, it's a difficult golf course from a hill standpoint, and then you've got that extra round that you don't have with regular events that you have with a major. So he played a pro am day um, with with Raleigh Green and and that great group, and then he goes and plays four championship rounds. And I really thought the fatigue factor was getting near the end, uh, but it didn't. He wins by six strokes. Um, and you're right. He was very emotional at the end. I thought one of the funniest little stories, though, is uh, he and his wife, who's his caddy, called the kids back at home. Yeah, which was great. And they couldn't get them yeah. to answer. And, and they tried like three or four times, and finally the kids answered. And it was clear they hadn't been watching television. They're like, you, you mean you won? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness like come on what a great story <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i love the fact that his wife is caddying oh my gosh i mean that she's there in, the, in that support role and giving him that that level of comfort and confidence and yeah man i'm telling you they have awesome a great stuff. relationship Gene, and obviously she was by his yeah. side every day in the hospital uh no doubt about it hey great tournament and uh, i know this is going to be a great tournament as well uh, and I just wish you nothing but the best uh, over the next few days. And uh, I know we'll get it get it done. We'll crown an SEC tournament champion. But uh, you're the best, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Gene Hallman joining us. And uh, Bruno's event team. And uh, just trying to maneuver through all the rain. It's going to clear up this afternoon. Should be a beautiful weekend. Get it done. We'll crown a champion and uh, move on. But they do tons of events, not just here, but all over the world. Uh, the Bruno event team, Gene Hallman, joining us here on the Jay Barker Show. We'll continue live. And, uh, Matt, we got a special guest coming up next. Talking, uh, is it next or, or in, in just a little bit? Mike Rodak from AL.com, yep. I think, is at the Met right now, like everybody else, waiting. But he also has a very good article on AL.com this morning about Lane Kiffin. I want to talk to him about that, too. All right, we'll do that. Coming up next, stay with us. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Showers and a few strong thunderstorms are likely across West Alabama this afternoon and this evening. The sky clearing late tonight. The high today 76, the low tonight 60. A dry day tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
All right, welcome back in as we continue again, presented by Top Golf of Birmingham and also driven by Sonny King Ford. But Matt, we got a special guest, Lane Kiffin comments this past weekend, and also he's out part of the SEC uh, tournament going on right now and a lot of rain delays. I've been reading him all week, his updates, and particularly the stories on Alabama. And, and as you mentioned, a uh, really good article on Kiffin concerning Nick Saban and whether or not he'll ever retire. Anyway, Mike Rodak, AL.com. It's Matt and uh, Jay and Alex. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, are you at the Met? I mean, what what is the latest uh, out there? We just talked to Gene Hallman, but... Is, they supposed to start in like an hour? Two thirty. Yes, we start. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, two thirty is what they just came out with for the, uh, the a- Florida a- a- Texas A and M game. Yep. So that I mean I don't know if they'll get all four games in today that they wanted to, but I think they'll have a good chance to get three. It seems like you know the back end of this rain has come through, and you know they'll probably play late into the night as they sometimes do. But my guess is that they'll probably play four tomorrow and then four Saturday, and then have a championship on Sunday and try to salvage this the best they can. Hey, Mike, what, what is your assessment so far of Alabama? Some, somebody lit a fire on them last Friday in game two of their series with Arkansas. Uh, they, they've been close games. They've been tight games, but they've been winning. And uh, are they in the driver's seat? To some extent, I think it, it helps that they've sort of been, I think, the only team that's played two games so far. And so we've seen a lot of them. Um, you know, I think as Tennessee plays and A&M plays, there's certainly better teams in the SEC that have played better baseball all year. We just haven't really had a chance to see them play quite yet this week. So, you know, I, I think it's going to take them winning tomorrow's game. Whenever tomorrow's game is played, it's going to be the winner of A&M and Florida. If they're really going to have a chance to make a run at you know, an SEC title, but right now, I mean, they're, they put themselves in the NCAA tournament. That's what it seems like based on yesterday's win. They were not in, in yesterday's projections and now baseball America, D one baseball, both have them in today. So they've done enough already. I mean, at this point, it's almost just, you're, you're building your resume and you're, you're going for that elusive title that they hadn't won in almost 20 years. Um, but yeah, they're a team that seems to have, picked it up i mean they've already they've always had that capability it seems like this year they, they swept Ole Miss they beat Tennessee they they won that A&M series if I remember correctly back in April so um you know it, it seems like the capabilities there just need to be more consistent and now it seems like they're they're playing a little more consistent ball Mike uh, Rodak with AL.com joining us and uh, talking about SEC uh, uh tournament as well as we'll get into Lane Kiffin here in just one second but what do the media got? We asked earlier with Gene Hallman, and we asked with some of the baseball guys uh, yesterday, what do you do during rain delays? I mean, is there <laughs> any uh, things that the uh, reporters, the the uh, the guys, the journalists uh, sitting around go, okay, let's go here, or let's pull out a deck of cards? I mean, what do you, what do, you do during a rain delay? So, yeah, I mean, luckily they have good food. Um, I'll, I'll give them that. I think they've realized that <laughs> the, the key to making the media happy is you got to keep them well fed, so. There's a there's a good selection of snacks and meals and drinks, so that's that's key number one for them. But it's just kind of us just sitting there and chatting. And I mean, I was there on um, Tuesday. There's that two hour delay in the middle of the game. You're just sort of getting your story ready for when the game's over, trying to be as productive as you can. But there's not a lot you can do. And you know, I think the good thing for us is that today we know they're not playing, so we don't have to go there. We don't have to worry about that. We can just be at home and. Uh, that makes it a whole lot easier. 
I want to ask you about the Kiffin article that you wrote this morning. It's on AL.com. You folks dial it up. It's a, it's a very, very good read. He pretty much says uh, he's never, Saban's never going to retire. Uh, go on and uh, talk a little bit more about the article and, and what Kiffin has to say about uh, about his mentor, I guess, in some ways, and Nick Saban. Yeah, it's interesting. This was an interview that he did with Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated early last week, so that was a couple days before the Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher thing started. This, that, this was before any of that happened. And essentially, Lane is saying that because of NIL, he thinks that there's such an advantage to Alabama, to being the coach of Alabama, that they can win with NIL, that Nick Saban, why would you give that up, essentially? Nick Saban can just continue to coach and continue to win. He said that he thinks Nick Saban can double his titles, which I'm sure there's you know hyperbole, and you know Lane Kiffin's been known to kind of pump Nick Saban's tires up before. I don't know, you know, what exactly his motivation <laughs> is in this particular case, but <laughs> right. um, well, I think there's there's two ways of looking at it. I think if you're a school like Ole Miss, you can look at Alabama and say, what you know, those top five percent of the schools in college football are going to benefit from NIL, which I think they are, and it's going to make that gap wider, which I think is true. But if you're Alabama, it, you could look at it as it's going to be tougher to recruit against A&M. It's going to be tougher to recruit against USC and Florida and Miami and some of these schools where there's just a, some deeper pockets to, to fund some of these deals, quite frankly. And it might actually make it harder to win championships and to be the head coach at Alabama if you're competing against that. So I, I think both things can be true. But me personally, I, I don't agree with Lane. I think that, if anything, this is – going to make Nick Saban reconsider whether he wants to keep doing this year after year after year if college football is changing in a way that he doesn't seem to like. Yeah, and he and he tried to voice it at the Fennec the other night and tried to talk about it. And, and, and he named names or, or named teams and then also um, an HBCU as well. Caught a lot of criticism from that. Uh, the old ball coach, uh, Steve Spurrier, <laughs> came out and said, I totally agree. What, what did he say that was wrong? Your reaction to how Jimbo Fisher reacted to that, and because it seemed well, I, like that there was a lot, a lot of built-up frustration. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think he probably was thinking more short-term than long-term, and I think ultimately that could hurt Jimbo yeah. Fisher. Um, because if you're him, you almost have to stop and think, like, what's the best message do I want to send to college football, mm-hmm. to recruits, to current players? It's, we pay well. I think in this day and age of college football, you want to say that you are paying well and you are capable of paying well. So it's not just the way that he blew up and denied everything in the, the press conference, but also the interview he did last weekend with the San Antonio TV station where they asked him point blank, why are you so good at NIL? And, and Jimbo responds, we're not. Like, I don't know if you want to say that. Like, if you're at Texas A&M, right. you should be saying, we're great at NIL. Right. Come here. We'll pay you. Right. And it, yeah. just by saying that, you're not <laughs> violating anything. Like, if there's no written contract that says you need to go to Texas A&M to get this money, then you're not doing anything wrong. So why be afraid to say it? But he just seems like mm-hmm. he was so angry at the perception of he's not able to recruit without paying guys. I think that's where the, the anger and the frustration really came from him is just the idea that he's not, yeah, he's not a, as good of a recruiter yeah. as a guy like Saban. To me, I sense the anger of a guy that loses four games every year. But, okay, that's a different subject. <laughs> uh, Mike, you originally started uh, covering the Boston area. You covered the Patriots. Is that correct? That's correct. 
does that, first of all, does Nick Saban, is he aware of that? And if so, does he show you any favor or the other way around because of his relationship with Belichick? That's a good question. I, he is aware of it. I did his radio show three years ago, my first year here, and we talked about it a little bit back then. You know, whether or not he remembers that, I don't know. Um, whether or not <laughs> he's shown any favor to me, I don't think, you know, he certainly hasn't. Um, you know, I don't think there's, you know, he's like anything else. I think he, he's not thrilled with the media in general these days. And, you know, <laughs> that kind of trickles down to all of us. So let's just put it that way. But, um, yeah, I, I think he has a lot of respect for Belichick. I think he respects people who work for Belichick and then, you know, the Josh McDaniels and, um, Brian Dayball guys like that. But in terms of people who covered Bill Belichick, I don't know if he extends the same sort of, uh, grace to us. All right. Stand on the same topic. What, I mean, from covering the Patriots that have won multiple championships, now Alabama, this won multiple championships, the ties between Nick and also, Belichick. I played New England. Was there in '96, and was there Drew Bledsoe? Uh, I was with Belichick, defense coordinator. Got to know him very, very well. Um, the dynamics between pro sports, college sports. How do you differ between Patriots, Alabama football? What is your take on both of those? That's a good question. You know, I think it's they're so close. You know, with Alabama being sort of the NFL program of college football. It's you walk into those buildings, there's not a, a huge amount of difference. Obviously, there is just in terms of academics and NCAA and all that, but pure football, like, I don't think there's a huge difference between the, right, the way that Nick Saban runs a practice and the way that Bill Belichick runs a practice and the way they run meetings or what they run. Like, there's not – it's hard to tell sometimes. Um, I think where the difference lies is just in the structure of the league, and I think that's becoming a lot more apparent now. It's becoming a much bigger – topic of discussion where I think in Nick Saban's final years as coach, which I think we can all agree he's in there somewhere. I don't know which year of his final year we're in, but he's close to it. He's still winning and he's still able to do this. And I think part of that is just the structure of college football kind of allows him to stay on top. And I think he'd be the first person to tell you that Bill Belichick right now is facing something entirely different where he's having to rebuild a team and have a, a rookie quarterback and, you have the salary cap that's kind of chewed away at that team and they're losing games and he's facing pressure in New England and he's in his final years too, but totally different feeling where people don't know whether he's going to win another Super Bowl. People don't know if he's going to get back to one where I think everybody assumes every single year that Saban is. And that's just the difference between pro and college sports is the NFL is built to just chew you up and the next year you're, you're going from first in your division to last or last to first. And there's just not that sort of turnover in college football mike rodak al.com he covers alabama football alabama sports and also at the sec tournament joining us here on this uh, thursday edition mike great to uh, have you on thanks for being with us thanks mike you got it guys thanks for having me on all right man enjoyed it mike rodak again alabama beat writer for al.com and discussing sec tournament and alabama's potential to uh, make the ncaa tournament as well so uh, i'm reading all of jacob's notes there at the bottom or jake josh's think. notes i've had jacob as producer for many years and, and so josh the producer and josh josh, josh is always like josh! <laughs> hey jake do you ever remember that. did you ever watch battle of the network stars oh yeah on television i got something on that when we come back all right stay with us we'll be back
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. All right, welcome back in as we continue to uh, go through hour number two here on this Thursday edition. And, again, our thanks to Mike Rodek uh, joining us from AL.com, Gene Hallman as well, and also Chris Stewart, and uh, giving us a lot of great updates from the uh, SC Network where Alabama stands right now. And uh, for them, they may have made regionals, uh, according to what a lot of people think. That's a great move for them. They might have a chance to get to the finals. We'll see how that plays out. But they've uh, done very well so far. The bats have been hot. Pitching has been great. They get a day off, and uh, we'll see how it continues. But, Matt, you had a little bit of tease going in. Well, you yeah. know, uh, I'm sure everybody's seen this by now, that they're going to have this 12-hole challenge that will feature Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and his playing partner will be Aaron Rodgers. And then, is it Mahomes and, and Josh Allen? Mm-hmm. Will y'all watch that? I will. Will you, Alex, will you make it a point? Is that appointment TV is your... Yeah, as your generation says. I'll watch it. Okay. My bad. There you go. Good um, again. I'll watch that. <laughs> uh, who who would you favor? So who's together? It's uh, All right, you got Brady and uh Brady and Rogers okay, versus that's... Mahomes and Allen. I, I guess I, I the take way Brady I... and Rogers. Yeah. Uh, I would too, but I, I yeah. like these things. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't want to watch it for five hours like I'd right. watch the PGA. But it but you remind- get the Brady Bunch in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. So uh-huh. the two, the, that's the two things. Bing. That bingo. They game, go, yeah. Mic drop. Game over. <laughs> Jay wins the show. Uh, but it reminded me of Battle of the Network Stars. Mm-hmm. And I know Alex is way, way, way too young to even remember this, but I'll give you some details. Back then, it was ABC, NBC, and mm-hmm. CBS. That was really, you got three channels. Uh, you did have cable, but they were the PBS, yeah, yeah. mainstay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. PBS was there, and then and the president kind of, would come on it that night, and you'd be, like, oh my gosh, uh, no, I didn't you're like. So, it. Yeah, you're now, so mad. Uh, <laughs> then this guy named Rupert Murdoch came along, and next thing you knew, there were there were four with Fox. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they would take their primetime TV stars and put them into athlete, athletic events. Mm-hmm. And at first, I thought this has got to be the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. The thing was a mammoth hit, Jay. It was nine years. Mm-hmm. Is there any person, any star, anybody that you remember in that more than anybody else? And this is—I'm not trying to put you on the spot because there's one guy that I remember more than anybody else. Um, Herschel was in it, right? Uh, I don't. I think he was. I, I, you know Which, what? He, he would have been a. I buried the. Uh, let me think. Um, Okay, who's your favorite? Or who's the uh, what one? I remember yeah. is Mr. Cotter. Yeah. Gabe Kaplan was a team captain yeah, for was. like every season. 
And and I remember he was pretty darn competitive about the whole thing. Yeah. But then I also remember uh, Tom Selleck came on, and that's when you realize that guy's an athlete. Mm-hmm. He's not just a good-looking man with a caterpillar above his lip. He <laughs> is a bit. Yeah. And now I saw him take batting practice with the Tigers because he used to always wear Yeah. Stroking it. Uh, but anyway, wow. that's that was my little. Uh, and now he does reverse mortgage. Is that what he does now? The commercial. Does he do that Blue Blood show? He does the, I, no reverse mortgage. He does. This is the commercial? Yeah, oh yeah, I've seen the yeah. commercial. Yeah. Uh, but how about JJ? Dynamite. He's doing one he now. You know that's aimed. You know who that's aimed at? Don't you? You. <laughs> All those things are aimed at me. So. Dynamite. All right. I just what? I got some. Uh, I got some tough news a minute ago. I got a text from my daughter. Little League All Star Games rained out tonight. Ah. Uh. I was really looking forward to that. I thought it was clearing up. It is, but you know how they do with Little Leaguers. Yeah, but where's she at? Vestavia? Uh, well, they, they play all over the place. Oh, I think okay. this game was at uh, Liberty Park. Okay. Then they play at Wald. Surprise. Then they play out yeah. at Herdmont. You know, they, they yeah. skirt around depending on who's playing who. Yeah. But so I'm just wondering if we're going to have that same kind of type of deal today, Alex. Oh, well, it still, still looks like Texas A&M and Florida will start at 2.30 Central Time. Um, even though the wet rain's not supposed to end until three forty-five, playing the rain, three forty. Oh, you know, I understand Jay the deal about lightning, but man, it just seems like we call stuff too early. Mm-hmm. And it, I guess different leagues have different rules than eight mile. Is eight miles the general lightning rule? I don't Fair. know. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not in, into lightning. <laughs> I can tell you is that Coach Stallings would tell Gerald, hey, Gerald. And uh, that was his best friend from life. And so he was his right-hand man at every, like, practice, every, I mean, everything. He'd say, hey, Gerald, watch that cloud. And I'm no lie. He'd sit there with binoculars and watch uh, the cloud. <laughs> really? Because he hated lightning. Cause, because Stallings hated it. Is that a Texas thing? I don't or? know, man. But it, it, if there was lightning anywhere in, the, in, in probably a 100-mile radius, we were indoors. He hated lightning for some reason. Yeah. Um, you ever heard the lightning story uh, from Starkville? You remember when um, Jackie Sherrill? Yeah. Um, I went against him. Cut. Took a bull and. Oh yeah. Castrated, castrated him. Yeah. In front of his team. Yeah. Watson Brown was, just, which by the way, was there. With Have him? you ever been around Jackie? He's a nut. Oh, he's he's yeah. a character. He is. Um, but Watson Brown was his offensive coordinator. As you know, I did UAB football for quite a long time. Yeah. Loved it. Loved Watson Brown. Great guy. But he told me that there was a cloud. There was one of those Alabama slammers coming through Mississippi. Mm-hmm. The lightning, the thunder, the rain that goes sideways and hurts you if it hits your skin. Mm-hmm. That was going on while when, he came. They? they shouldn't have even been on a football field. <laughs> but Watson said everybody was – they castrated a bull. Okay, big deal. Right. But, whoa, let's get out of the lightning. Right. He, uh, he held it up. The lightning hits it. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I'm taking you've been around Jackie Sherrill enough have, to know that. Oh, yeah. And I saw Watson Ooh. at a bowling charity tournament about six months ago in Nashville. Spent a little time with him. Oh, yeah. Great guy. Oh, oh God. He was, uh, he was a good guy to go on the road and, yeah. and work with, do TV shows. You know, mm-hmm. you have to do the call-in shows. Well, he came in with us shows. every week, UAB uh, football. Talking UAB and all that. Every week would come in and do a segment. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
And his brother's not a bad guy or coach either. Yeah. Oh, no. Max? Max done okay. I saw a stat today, and I'm, somebody pulled up my pit. I think I took a picture of it. Pretty cool. Um, talking about just where the coaches are, active coaches right now, national championships. And Nick Saban by far, seven. Yeah. Dennis Dabo with two, Kirby with one, Jimbo with one, Mac Brown with one title. So, Coach Saban has more than all combined <laughs> active coaches right now with national titles. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait to Urban to get back in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once he's back in, then it'll, it'll he's going back, back to the booth, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, he's good at it. Hey, I want to thank Julian Lee who keeps up with us and listens to this show, and also does through our streaming service. Uh, give me a little information. I did not know this, and it was just reported again by WVTM TV. Uh, Red Farmer has double pneumonia. He's oh. being hospitalized. One of my all-time favorite people. Keep him, in your, yeah, yep. <laughs> keep him in your prayers. We will. All right, uh, we'll continue. We'll wrap up hour number two. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Showers and a few strong thunderstorms are likely across West Alabama this afternoon and this evening. The sky clearing late tonight. The high today, 76. The low tonight, 60. A dry day tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in as we continue here live from AVX. And again, presented by Top Golf Birmingham, driven by Sonny King Ford. And uh, real quick, before we get into some of the topics, uh, let's get an update from Alex Bowman, our uh, intern. And he's going to tell us about the Alabama-Texas game. We got a game time now. Uh, the kickoff for the Alabama-Texas game will be at 11 a.m. Central Time. I can hear the booze now. <laughs> It's, it's at Texas, though, right? Yeah. That's not bad. You get up. And, uh, yeah. Get in front the, of the TV. Uh, it's different than having to get down to Tuscaloosa. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right about yeah. that. But uh, I think they – I read something that the average temperature on a Saturday in Austin is 94. Wow. And I thought, well, you know, what's Alabama? Mm-hmm. Well, Alabama's 88. So I don't think that's going to be a factor for the teams mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But as fans, 11 o'clock in Austin, when you've been down on the strip by the river all night long, <laughs> listening to the great music, right? it's not going to be a lot of fun oh, for the some Alabama fans. coming out from underneath the, uh, the tunnel. What is it? The, not the tunnel. The overpass. What, the, what uh, is that? The bridge. Is that the beautiful bridge that yeah. you always see in the golf tournament? Yeah, and that's the bats. The, the, the bats live underneath there, and they come out at certain times of night. It's crazy. Do they create much guano? Guano? Is that what it's called? <laughs> Fertilizer? We stayed at the um, I was bizarre question with a buddy of mine recently. We stayed at a uh, hotel, will not name it, but uh, it was a nice one. And one of our buddies said he could do a, a back handspring. So we'd been out all night, and uh, we're like, "No, you can't." He's like, "Yeah, we can." So we got the staff to bring out lanterns, and so because it was so dark, so that he could have. He goes, "I just need light." We go, "Okay." He about broke his neck. Uh, what did he get about halfway well, through it? Or well, he got up. He goes, "He goes, my arms gave out." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, sure they did. 
sure that he was trying to do a back handstring. Yeah. He, he was like, I can do this. I'm like, no, you can't. And it was like all the wives, everybody were like laughing, cutting up. And so we, I went and got the people bring lanterns out there. We're like, really lighting. It was a great grass field right outside of this nice hotel. And, um, yeah, his arms gave out. That's what it was. Yeah. And I guess you got, you guys certainly went, Hey, please don't do that, man. You right. might hurt yourself. No, come on. So is this going to be the, this a the, version of jackass? Is that what yeah, it was? Exactly. Is this a, uh, is this going to be a redemption for Colt McCoy and the Texas Longhorns after the beatdown in 2009? Really wouldn't be. Didn't you love, uh, I just, I, I love that. Um, no, um, I, I think it, obviously it's interesting from the coaching standpoint. Yeah. I mean, it's Sark Sark knows versus, so much about him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I learned something as if I didn't know it um, when Alabama lost to Georgia in the championship game. Does anybody, does everybody agree with me? Georgia was a better team from a from player standpoint, defensively, definitely, Def- defensively. Yeah. But you know, yeah. I think offensively they they weren't bad. Mm-hmm. They didn't have Bryce Young. But I learned what I guess I'd already always kind of suspected that <sighs> Saban has a little Brian in him. He can take his and beat Yuns, and he can take Yuns and beat his. Mm-hmm. Um, because Alabama didn't have Mechie or Williams. Right. And dang near beat him anyway. Yeah, still hung in there. Yep. So um, the, the the Billingsley is going to be interesting. We know that um, Ajay is gone. He got kicked off Texas. So that's Alabama and Texas. But now yeah. I read something from Sark that that may not be the exact case. Okay. That he's just not on a roster. I got you. Okay, because he's back. not enrolled. Oh, I think that's more a crazy deal. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, who's going to win it, Alex? And by how much? Uh, Alabama. 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 At least two scores. Ooh. Six or twelve <laughs> or fourteen. 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 Okay. I like. That. Uh, you want to step out there? Not right now. Okay. I'm going to wait till a little bit later on in the summer. <laughs> Alex, we got the uh, games coming up 2.30 today. Is that right? We got uh, A&M of Florida. Yes, we do. All right. So uh, everybody winner. get ready for that SEC tournament. Winner? Winner takes on Alabama tomorrow, right? That's right. I believe so. Uh, like I'm what I'm seeing now. Yeah, I really am. If the arms hold up, man, this day off helps them so much. Oh, it does. So. All right, Lars off these next two days for Memorial Weekend, and uh, he'll be back with us on Tuesday, I think it is. And uh, we'll be off on Monday. Are, are we, th- sir? We're off Monday. Yeah, Boss we're, men, we're off Monday? We always take Memorial Day off, yeah, because we uh, can't take Labor Day off. So we'll do a best of on no, Monday. No, you can't take Labor Day off. Labor Day off is right after that first game. No, off Monday, and then uh, be back on Tuesday. But uh, Lars off the next couple days with an extended vacation, so good for him. Hey, uh, to, uh, to Josh, as always, and also Jonathan and Joe and all the guys there at Tide. 100.9, Matt Coulter, I'm Jay Barker. Also, thanks to uh, our uh, Alex, our uh, intern as well, Alice Bowman. Hey, have a great uh, Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow for the Friday edition. Hi, this is Wes McLooney.